You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plotsky, and rise up because there's a fox in the hen house. Are you on the bus? Well, if your faith is strong enough, like magic, you won't be lost. In the fields of the Lord, step into the light so I can read you. Let's go dancing. Are you in the devil's shoes? Because we're long past dreaming. Take the leap of faith into Johannes's soliloquy and go walking like daddy. Joining us today, the usual people like us, including Kevin, king of sin, Jager. Yes! <laughs> and then, of course, Kimberly, our last chance salvation game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. So and good. And with us today is somebody you may have seen on Torn Rent or on Broadway in Hair, Leap of Faith, Big Fish, I almost said Big Motown, Big Fish, <laughs> Motown the Musical, or Hamilton. Let's give a big Broadway so welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Crystal Joy Brown. You ready for this? Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Oh my Thank God. I, I was cracking up during that introduction. <laughs> that was amazing. That was like how you incorporated all of that. Uh, wow. Congratulations. Well, I'm highly I, impressed. I had to I have the time. myself and I had to like, uh, yeah, that was, that was fantastic. Thank you. Oh, yeah, of course. Welcome. Um, hey. We really appreciate you being here. We're super excited to kind of just like talk with you hang out yeah um, hi I'm, I'm i'm in my um closet so i'm joining you this is where i do all of my important meetings these days yeah uh, your home studio. Gone from broadway to the closet uh yeah <laughs> I guess like, yeah that's not normally how it goes you normally come out of the closet and then go to broadway but <laughs> sure. that's what's happening this time Reverse. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but before we get started on anything, what, yeah. are you drinking? what are you drinking? Oh, I'm your unfun sober guest. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> no, um, I, I love alcohol, which is why I don't drink it anymore. And so I am sure. drinking um, my, um, this, this guy, this <sighs> ginormous hydro flask. It actually has a lot of memento to me um, because it is my actual show water. So um, it is the, sh the water from my last show. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> water. <laughs> no, it's uh, the water bottle that I would drink like five liters of this stuff. Um, so I am joining you all, fully hydrating myself, making sure I have that dewy perfect skin for this wonderful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> drinking water. Well, I have a hydro flask too, and it's like the best thing I own. It's it's yeah. like, it's an incredible water bottle. Oh, Mine yeah. I mean, color. Oh, yeah. Well, blue. I love the, well, I love the blue one, and this is my third one of these because, and they're like forty five bucks. But sure. um, because I I keep losing them because I take them everywhere, 
And sure. then I just, I lose them. I've lost them in several Ubers. So I hope people like took them, just washed them out and kept them. <laughs> They're like expensive. If someone Googled it, they'd be, they should be like, oh, but I, they should probably shouldn't keep it. But if you kept it, that's fine. I'm COVID free uh, that I know of so far. So. Great. Oh, yeah. So if you fun. find a blue Hydro Flask in an yeah. Uber, it's okay. Yeah. And I always <laughs> okay. buy the exact same one. Yeah. Oh, you do? oh, I love that. Yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. Um, Kevin, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm having my other uh, Q-Cock. It is a, uh, the Persian version, which is a Jose Cuervo tequila, triple sec, dill, lime, muddle cucumber, jalapeno, and persimmon garnish. So it's like a Persian oh, wow. margarita of sorts. Um, you can find out more about them on Facebook and Instagram at Q-Cocktails or visit them at uh, Qcocks.com. <coughs> And oh. I, will, I would just like everyone to know that is not watching this. Um, it just says cocks very la- large across the label. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I actually saw. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Kimberly? Um, I'm still living in my fall world, but I wanted to drink it out of a wine glass today. So it's apple cider with just like a splash of gin because I'm very tired. <laughs> The Bar Hill? <laughs> the Bar Hill Tomcat. It's my favorite. Oh, it's so good. I mean, if you like gin, it's so good. Um, Everyone likes gin. No, 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 no. Only um, <laughs> I am staying classy tonight, and I'm drinking a Miller High Life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the champagne my, beers. Exactly. <laughs> my, um, our downstairs neighbors moved out today, so um, they texted me, and they were like, hey, we've we've got a fridge full of stuff that we're just not, like, moving so um, what do you like? We made a box for you if you want to come down and get it. So I grabbed a box and they were like, there was Miller High Lifes. There, there were, there was some bottles of champagne. There was a ton of butter. So um, yeah, lots Hi. of tea, maple syrup. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to drink a Miller High Life tonight. So if you, like, like, oh. I was going to say, if you melt like a stick of butter and just pour it into the beer, is that like what butter beer is from like no, the, do the, not do that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that that's it at all. But, um, just In for fact, the listeners, is not alcoholic. Yeah, uh, yeah, don't do it. It's just you're just would be drinking pure fat. I mean, which you can do. Which I yeah. mean, 2020, we might <laughs> put butter in their coffee. Deal with so. it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but um, yeah, now that we've figured that out, what's your favorite musical? Uh, uh, what's my favorite musical? You can break it down into different different genres or different categories. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of something. Like, my musical that got me into musical theater that made me think that musicals were not just Sound of Music and My Fair Lady because that's what mm-hmm. I grew up watching with my mom and my family, like, all those old musicals. And I was like, oh, my God, these happy white people. Like, that looks so wonderful. <laughs> um, but then, you know, then I got to see Rent, and I, I mm-hmm. was like, oh, my gosh, this is us, too. And um, and The Wiz. Um, so I mm-hmm. think it was, like, I've, I always kind of gravitated towards shows that I had some representation that like gave me the hope to to believe that I could do it myself and definitely seeing rent was a life-changing one um I mean the color purple was such a big experience for me because I got to see it with my mom and my sister and just seeing it with women and 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 black women who have Mm -hmm. been through some stuff um was just so amazing to me um, and so I think that's definitely one of my favorites. And I saw, um, not the revival one, not say, not saying that it's not great, but I saw <laughs> the original one. Sure. I just, I saw that and I was like, oh my God, I was just blow, blown away with, um, with the talent and, and just like the resilience of the story and, and, and seeing it with my family. So I would say like color purple is in there and definitely, uh, and definitely rent because it changed my life. <laughs> what, um, are you from uh, the New York area? Are you where yeah, are you from? I'm from Virginia. I'm in Virginia right now, actually. Oh, cool. Um, yes, my family lives here, um, and so I just I pop back. At, I'm still in New York, and I just go back and forth when I start to lose my mind in New York. And, yeah, yeah, and I have. So a you're in Virginia a lot. Yeah, so I, apparently, <laughs> like I've started coming down here all the time. Um, but 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm from the DC area. Yeah. I'm from mm-hmm. Alexandria, Virginia and. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. And I, I, I love this area. It's, it's super diverse, super progressive and, um, and, and I, I love seeing everything. And when I'm in my grandmother's neighborhood, like I go on a run and it's like, we believe in science and black lives matter. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I see all these signs and I'm like, Oh my God. Like I really did grow up in, a, in an area where people were, you know, I think when you have like government and military based families, like you're just mm-hmm. around more types of people. And yes. I grew up thinking that like, you know, everybody lived like this. Like everybody had, you know, all kinds of people in their kindergarten classes. Yeah. And so I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I come back here and I am comforted because I can see that like it does exist in the world um, and that people are like taking care of themselves and taking care of each other as a community in some areas. But, you know, we got, we got a ways to go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's nothing better than an urban blue bubble. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially in a formerly just... red state. Like, I'm yeah, proud yeah. that, like, this used to be, like, I know, you know, we're not politics, but, like, no, it, it's, and it's a purple state. But I also, like, I learned a lot about government. I learned a lot about, like, how to participate by being in D.C. and constantly, like, all of the museums yeah. are free. And you can, mm-hmm. uh, you they started charging for some, but like oh, growing yeah. up, I was walking, I was going to, oh, hey, puppy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ted up, says hi. <laughs> <laughs> growing up, I got to go to all these great museums and I just got like so much free education and I got to see so much arts and Duke Ellington School of Music. I took um, voice lessons there and oh. I played uh, guitar there and classical guitar and, and opera and I was just like, I was just kind of immersed in culture while still living in a one lane street like area. Yeah. So kind of like that city and, and small town girl vibe is always is like my thing. And I'm leaning into it more now that I'm like a little older and I'm just like, yeah, I kind of like need both. I need the city, but I also need those roots of just like space and trees and and comfort. Stars. And yeah, stars and people like... <laughs> saying hi to you and I mean I feel like New York is extremely welcoming like I I know lots of people like to 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 say that it's not but I do think that it's extremely like homey you know because I'm like I'd rather you come at me real than come at me fake you know like LA (laughs) yeah no no shade no no, no, totally all shade all yeah Yeah, exactly you know so you're not questioning like you know where people are you're kind of like oh that's my that's my friend or my neighbor is gonna have my back or you know people show you who they are more so than I think in other places people are like still used to covering up who they are so mm-hmm. yeah I, that's what I I love the ability to go back and forth and I'm just such an east coast girl that's awesome well let's let's fast fo- let's fast forward a little bit um you so you said your favorite musical really kind of um your gateway musical was Rent and then you booked the nat- the tour like yeah that was what? my um Talk. that was my first professional job cool uh, tell us about like like booking like almost like a dream experience and then getting to travel the country like bringing your favorite show your your passion show to like other people yeah so i went to amda and uh, american musical and dramatic academy in new york Mm -hmm. Um, and I did school in like a year and a half because I was like, life is experience. Like I don't need to sit in a class for four years, you know, learning how to understand human behavior, but like, absolutely. I probably should have. And I've done so many classes after that, that I'm like, yeah, a four year program is probably really nice. (laughs) Not like like work boot camp, but I did learn how to book the job, work the job. You know, I learned like the technical Mm -hmm. skills and then like the other, like, we're going to investigate Shakespeare. Like I didn't really do any of that stuff um, in at AMDA. I mean, a little bit, but not to the depth that like a four year institution would give me. But I had always been obsessed with with Rand and Mimi and like every uh, audition song that I ever did for any musical, they're like, you, we're doing Cinderella. And I'd be like, I'm singing out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, okay. And I did book Cinderella when I was in eighth grade. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, but singing out tonight. out tonight for Cinderella is actually like thematically genius. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you play with the tempos. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Cinderella's going out tonight. 
Yes, I love it. Kind of a Cinderella story. She's trapped in her existence. She wants to get out. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you see the parallels. I was deep. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The Um, dramaturgy of that is just beautiful. Yeah. Who needs four-year college when you have a very (laughs) odd imagination? (laughs) Or you're like, this is the only musical I actually listen to. My sister was a musical theater fanatic and she like listened to everything. And I was like, I will listen to the rock musicals and the ones where they talk about like as much sex, drugs and alcohol as possible. Like that's more my speed. Yeah, so that one. Um, Now they do it all the time, you know, but at the time it was like, there was one. Um, So yes, what was I talking about? Looking uh, the rent tour. Oh, yes. Okay. So, so I, yeah, I, I was like, I'm not going to do a four year college. I did a year and a half. I got out really early, really young, and I was 19. And I was auditioning. I had like this manager. Her name was Roxy Horan. And I mean, like, what a name, first of all. <laughs> and she was like 82 years old, lesbian with like a cane. And she was like, I've been around forever, darling. Like, she was very like old lady Broadway. And I was like, this is my manager, Roxy Horn. Like, this is how we do it. You know, <laughs> I'm going into the theater. Um, and, like, she's like so old and like awesome. And I like had one of those like ridiculous New York apartments because she bought it in like 1964 when she was in like, you know, oh, some God. random Broadway sh- chorus show, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, but it, but uh, I got the audition and it was Telsey. And, you know, I think Telsey still cast that. But Bernie mm-hmm. Telsey's office. And it was my, my first time getting to be in like a real big audition. I had done like some of those like casting calls and things like that. But I had, this was the first time where I was like, you know, and at the time, and I don't know if people, I guess we still do this, but like holding your headshot and they're like typing people out. Is that still sure. a thing that we do? Like that's, yeah. that's awful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, you stand there and you hold your thing or you get eight counts, I guess, to sing a song. Like that whole thing was crazy. And I remember I saying, all I want to do is have some fun until the sun comes out over Santa Monica Boulevard. And that was like all I had done. <laughs> they were like, do not sing from the show. And I sang that. And I was like holding my head shot, like as they're going person by person. And then they were like, okay, you get a call back. And so I go into the audition. And first of all, of course, like I actually personally love dressing the part. Like I have to get into full, full regalia of who I'm going to like be, you know, like mm-hmm. even for Eliza, like I wore like, a blue, but like with floral dress, you know, like if she were like, if Eliza were like a modern day hippie, but like there was like some contouring to it. There was like something was long. It was to the floor. Like I like to kind of, you know, bring those elements into it. So I was wearing something mm-hmm. extraordinarily slutty, like thigh high boots, like some crazy yes. shirt, you know, and I, I remember this audition so well because I was all over the place. I was on their table. I was under the table. I was rolling around on the ground. I was like in the far corner of the rehearsal room. They were like, whoa, okay, okay, uh, great. And when I got the job, they were like, she's extremely green and we're going to have to do a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) But she has like the right temperament for what we want for, you know, that feral Mimi character. And some of the things that we did, like when I booked it, of course, like I immediately cried and I was like, oh my God, and I had, the first time I'd ever seen Rent was on the national tour. So I was just mm-hmm. like, this is crazy. Like, this is a manifestation of my actual dreams. So that was, like, really great, to, I think, especially at a young age, to be like, oh, I can think something and it can become a thing. And so that was nice. But then, uh, yeah, they made me run on a treadmill and sing every day. Really blonde the next Elle Woods? Yeah. yeah, basically. I mean, but that was actually, like, I do it now for everything. Like, I do, I always do that. I always run on a treadmill and sing, um, because, like, when you're going to go out there, your heart's gonna race, like, you're, all these other things are gonna happen. Like, so when I was learning Eliza, I did the same thing. I went to my gym, and I was just, like, running and singing the entire, entire um, show. So, yeah, but it was amazing, but it was a lot, and I was glad to I don't really like to tour, but like, I was glad to do that, especially as my first job so that I could understand what it's like to get off a plane and fly and and sing to be, Mm -hmm. you know, Denver and then like Nevada, like what that does to the voice and the body, you know, all of those little tricks of things that like you learn kind of the hard way, like, or how wasted can me and the cast get 
before, you know, like the, or before, like the night, like not before a show. I've explored that one the most. <laughs> visiting friends on tour. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, just like, how do I survive this kind of thing? Um, so it was good to like get though, to get that knowledge you know, and it was kind of like along with my theory of like, do I need four years of school? I'm like, yeah, I'll just go out and learn it, you know, the hard way. <laughs> yeah. But that's a how good I crash course. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's how I learn things. I need to, I need to touch the fire. Like I really do. <laughs> what, um, and then your, awesome. your, then you, your first, your Broadway debut was hair. Yeah. Yeah. So talk yeah. about kind of the transition from, from going on that right national after, tour. Right? to staying kind of stationary and kind of starting your, your Broadway career uh, yeah. from there on um, out. Yeah. It was really interesting because like I, I got off the tour of rent and then it was like, I mean, it was a few years of doing, mm-hmm. you know, off Broadway gigs and concerts and working with like, you know, up and coming writers and doing all of the things that you do in New York city to kind of like survive in the theater. Like, you yeah. know, you're like me and my friends have started a theater collective and, <laughs> you know, sure. like, I just yeah, yeah, like yeah. Halls of Broadway, you know, like, but like, <laughs> you know, like we, I, I was also, um, I also like love writing music. And so I, I was doing a lot of, pop stuff on the side and I was doing a lot of like well I don't know if I have to be musical theater but I I love musical theater and it was always like my my center place you know but I was like if I can sing then that's great but I always felt unfulfilled doing other stuff and um I had actually booked oh, this is a story I don't really tell um I booked Mama Mia the national tour sure and I, have you guys been a part of Mama Mia like no you guys have an no. affinity for Mama Mia I like we, a we watched, yeah, oh. we, I, we love a mega mix. Okay, <laughs> yes. Okay, first of all, I am obsessed with ABBA. I'm obsessed with disco. I'm obsessed with like happy music. Um, I had never seen, uh, I had never seen Mamma Mia and I booked it and I was like so grateful because Tara Rubin's office, I'd gone in a lot and like I, I yeah. had just like, they were kind of like, we'll throw you a bone. It's Allie, like you'll, you'll get it. You know, we've seen you do enough things. You'll be fine. And um, uh, two weeks later, we decided that we should just go our separate ways, Mamma Mia and I. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Two, like, the day before I was about to debut in it. And it was like a disaster. Like I was in Boston. I was so terrified. I was like, oh, my God, my career is over. My reputation's going to be over. But I was like, I went from being a, you know, a drug addict stripper, um, like prostitute on, with AIDS to like the best friend. And I just was not like, I was not feeling it. And, and so I was like, I just want to, I did, I wanted to do material that I really was excited about, you know, sure, and that sure. I really like could sink into in a way that didn't feel like just, you know, being filler, you know, or, and especially at that time, like, and I didn't even recognize this for myself at the time, but like that role and that trope of the black best friend, I think that, you know, that's something that we are talking about really a lot now, especially, but we've always known about it. And we always have known that kind of like the alley character is allowed to be kind of like the black best friend. And, and I think I just didn't really resonate, uh, resonate with it. And they didn't resonate with me. It was fine. So we like split. So I was so terrified. So then, um, that I would never like work again. And then I, ended up like the day that they were like yeah so we think that like you shouldn't do this like they asked me if I like the show I said no and then and then I ended up being like okay um and they're like yeah well you're you're free to go and I was like great so I flew to Paris yeah I flew to Paris I traveled around Europe I thought you were gonna say so I went to Greece (laughs) yes well not that trip but yeah I went to Paris fell in love like ended up living in Switzerland for a while came back booked a Nickelodeon pilot and was like, I'm just going to focus on film and TV and then and focus on music. And then like I was started to I opened myself up again to theater because I was like, I was so burned and I was so afraid mm-hmm. that people were going to think that I wasn't like a reliable theater actor. Um, and, and then I and I was like, now Tara Rubin's office hates me. And they didn't call me in for like seven years, which mm. it happens. But and I love them so much. Like I love them so, so yeah. much. Please hire me. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, but I, I went in and I went in for hair and it was to understudy, um, 
Dion and to take over for Saquon, who was leaving. And like, when I think about it now, like it was all of the like black Broadway, like girls that I know now that I see now that I've seen forever, you know, like Mm -hmm. you kind of have your age group and you kind of like move through life together. And I, when I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, it was like all these women I super look up to or have befriended were at that audition because it was so many of us. And um, I auditioned for it and Diane Paulus was in Boston and her flight got canceled. So she just pulled out, pulls out her laptop and this was in 2009. So this was all very new. And she's like Skyping in and she's like, so I'm doing my song and I sing and I sing. And then she goes, can you come closer to the screen? <laughs> and she's like looking me up and down like, okay, all right, thank you. you. Go back to your mark. Go back. No, all the way back to your mark. You know, like it was just so bizarre. It was like, you know, f- flashing to like now time. Yeah. Right? You were you were prepping. You were pre like, Could you come closer to your screen? Yeah. And like the only way I get hired is through this thing. Um, yeah. Or get seen outside of the closet is this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just wild. And I uh, and then booking it and then like a female director and all of these things that I just thought were amazing. And at the time, like it was the Hamilton, right? Like oh yeah. that show was sure insane and so good oh that's yeah. one of the best things i've seen on broadway I, I love that production yeah. yeah it was and it was just so free and at the same time we were all grappling with um the the gay rights movement right like and the mm-hmm. equal marriage and the company oh, yeah, was that was that like oh, was that prop eight buses that went down to i almost went it was yeah. like my senior year of college, maybe, and we were all like, I think we should all go with the hair cast on the buses to the march. Yeah, yeah, we did. And we like sang Let the Sunshine In on the steps of the Capitol. And my grandmother actually still has like the um the news article like posted on her in her office. But I was like, that's so cool. Like I can be a part of and it was another show that I was a, a part of that I was like, this is a snapshot of our history. It's a snapshot mm-hmm. of something that people and written by people who are really living it, which is like Jonathan Larson living in New York City, dealing with the AIDS epidemic and and losing his friends in the way that he did. And then was like hair dealing with um, uh, John Rado and oh, my God, who's the other Gal one? Gal McDermott. Thank you. Yeah. Um, living in this time where their friends and themselves are being, you know, sent off into the draft, into a mm-hmm. war that they don't believe in and like dealing with a government that they don't trust and all this stuff, like the snapshot of that and the history of that. And the fact that they also make sure that you kind of learn it. Like definitely we did a lot of like learning during Rent and and, and seeing like these are the people who you actually are. Like we, they actually had photos of who we were portraying, even if you were oh, wow. drug dealer number, whatever, or a person in like um, the 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 self help group. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like they're like those names were names of people who died or, uh, that were friends of their of of theirs of of Jonathan Larson's, and and so like being a part of those things that actually like really tell the story of human life in a way that's like fun, engaging, and smart is like amazing to me. So I was like, oh, okay, great. But, you know, hair was hard, you know? Like they sure. were like already a tribe. They were already a family. I was the first person to replace. I oh, was, really? Yeah, I took over for Saquon and she left early to do Fela. Mm-hmm. And then of yeah. course, later on in life, Saquon goes and um, we do Motown together. Uh, sure. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. I'm telling you, this little like black theater world is small, so it's like we all <laughs> kind of like know each other, mm-hmm. um, and, and so it was, you know, it was amazing. And I, of course, like my first show, I sobbed at curtain call. You know, like I, I just wept because I was just like, you know, there have been so many times where you you can go in and be as confident as you think that you are and then but you no matter what you have doubt in your mind you know like no matter what you're like I'm gonna do this I deserve this this is gonna happen and then somewhere back there it's like but what if it doesn't or what if like I did mess up so bad that no one wants to hire me ever again and Mm -hmm. like even if I was just sticking with my convictions like did that make me unhirable or unwanted and and trying to like get in with the click of the the tribe was let's just say it was impossible for me <laughs> like it was <laughs> like mm, not nah, didn't really happen so i left broadway to go do a four person show directed by kathleen marshall 
and um, a tiny little show called Calvin Burger uh, with Noah Weisberg, Dave Hull, and, um, and Dana Steingold. And oh, it was just like, and I was like, oh, I'm leaving Broadway for 340 something dollars, you know? <laughs> um, but I was like, my happiness and my, like, my desire oh. to create stuff was so strong. So I was just happy that I, I made that call. But it, you know, I was with, I was with hair for almost nine months. And mm-hmm. I, once again, it was a deep learning experience. I think I really started enjoying Broadway at, <laughs> at Leap of Faith. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that show lasted two weeks on Broadway. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I realized it was that short. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it was. It was brief. But you got um, a Tony performance out of it, right? Yes, we did. It was That's t- the only thing I remember. Oh, it was a very <laughs> slow year, um, so <laughs> we got lucky, I guess. I mean, it was our, our only Tony nomination, and Leslie Odom Jr. was in it. And when we did it in mm-hmm. LA. He was my love interest. And when we did it on Broadway, he was my brother. <laughs> oh. Yeah. They were like, there's no chemistry. There's yeah. My <laughs> hymns, the hymns of my dresses dropped five inches, like from Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, uh, we think Ornella is a reformed party girl. I was like, but I had double D boobs. I had tiny short dresses. I was, I had a blonde wig. I was like the Beyonce of the choir. And I was like, and oh, and I really had a relationship with Raul Esparza. Like I was his side hoe and we had a whole bed scene and, um, and, and like, and then they, they took all that out, which is. Oh, wow. I know. So did they record that? Is that in the library? They did. It is. Yeah. I really would love to see that when yeah. we're allowed to go places. Oh, oh yeah. Um, 2025. I used to say like 2022, yeah. and then now it's not funny because it's like, no, right, like, right. That's actually it's more like realistic. don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know what? Other, you know where we. You know where we can go. Oh no. Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. It's Kevin's corner. Yay. Welcome to Kevin's Corner, where I have some really crazy, weird questions from crazy questions to ask people at an interview.com. Um, <laughs> so wow. we're just going to pick a few of these and see what your answers are. Great. Uh, do you have any like weird superstitions or rituals in uh, when you're doing a show? Oh, I always find a corner when I'm doing the show. I find like a dark corner and it becomes my corner and everyone knows. First thing I do is I do the splits in every direction, even though I'm wearing a corset in the current show that I'm in. And everyone thinks that that's weird. They're like, no Eliza has ever come in here and done the splits. And all these actual dancers are like rolling out using the Theragun. <laughs> and I'm like doing the splits and they're like, what is happening? And I like fold myself in half because I'm a contortionist. And I'm like, you sing with your whole body. And then I, <laughs> I, find, a corner, <laughs> I find a corner of the room and I, I say the serenity prayer. Uh, God grant me the serenity to some things I cannot change, the courage to change the, the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And then I do, um, because like things are going to happen. Things are going to go out of control and I have to just uh, allow myself to relinquish some of that control. And then I, um, I do Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, a peck of pickled peppers, Peter Piper picked a Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. How many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? And I do that like as many times as I possibly can until I hear dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Those are my current superstition rituals and if i don't do that i'm like no everything's ruined (laughs) um would you rather have a pet dinosaur or a pet dragon okay wait 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 what kind of dragon like is this a magical dragon dragon can't like make wishes because there are many types of dragons i am a huge nerd so um I'm a dinosaur just seems like a lot of work and like not a lot of anything. And I feel like I'm going to get lots more um, out of my relationship with my dragon. So it's going to have to be a dragon for me. That was actually really well. I really had to be- <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I was very engaged with your answer. That was spectacular. <laughs> yeah. I swear I haven't been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, if you could steal any one thing and not get caught, what would it be? A billion dollars. <laughs> 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 uh, 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 amazing. 
Yeah. That's with a B, just in case. Yeah. B as in boy. (laughs) And then the last question is, back when it's comfortable again, if you could sit next to anyone on a plane, who would it be and why? Oh, well, I I mean, it would be Naomi Campbell because I first of all know that she has wiped down her entire area. (laughs) I know that her cleanliness is on par with mine. Um, And I also just would just sit there and be like, so just start from the beginning. (laughs) 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 I I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know why she came to mind, but like, I just, and also we would most likely be on a private chat. Right. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. That's just sounds like someone that you're like, y'all, you can't believe who I was just sitting next to on the plane. Like, you know, a musical theater person would be great, but I have a likelihood of meeting them, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you got to work out percentages, all that. That's a I'm good like, answer. How do you keep it forever young? How do you, what is happening? Yeah. That was great. And this is, yeah, this has been Kevin's Corner. Hooray. <laughs> <All right. Yay. laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, that's awesome. Um, this is a little segment we do sometimes called Stage Door Stories. Stage Door okay. Stories. Um, do you have a story from <laughs> a stage door experience, whether whether you were the person stage doing or whether you were the actor who was, you know, signing playbills or coming out, whether it's funny or heartfelt, something that kind of like encapsulates your time kind of. Uh, doing the stage door or just something oh that like gosh. it's your number I one do, story i do have like a ton of heartfelt ones like honestly when they were like so you're not allowed to meet and greet like any of the fans anymore and like any of the audience member at i was like devastated because i love that interaction mm-hmm. um and especially like all the grieving moms have tons like that's a big one like being able to connect with those people who have lost people I think that my Eliza is very in her feelings, <laughs> you know, like, and I think people are connecting to that, which I do love. Um, however, I have to tell a totally different story that is absolutely wild. Great. <laughs> yes. And because, and it's a stage door story because yeah. Okay. So back in 2014, I was going through the worst breakup of my life and I was doing Motown at the time playing Diana Ross. And mm-hmm. I decided to get on an app to date, right? I think you and mean Tracy's mom. At this point, yes. Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> oh, no, anytime I see her on an Instagram live, I jump on, I go, I play your mom on Broadway. <laughs> I played your mom on Broadway. <laughs> I literally say that every time, like, even though she's like talking about her hair care products, and I'm like, oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. You know, I played your mom on Broadway, right? <laughs> I slip it in there as much as humanly possible. And I've met her several times. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I played your mom on Broadway. That's a digital stage. <laughs> that's a digital stage door story. Yes, it, it actually is. It's actually also just like me trolling her, like, yeah, be my friend. We're kind of siblings. I'm your mother. Like, I don't know what it is. But, um, Instagram lives just to look for your comments. Yeah, yeah right. If I get that notification, I'm clicking on it. That's uh, my favorite new quote ever. We're kind of siblings. I'm your mother. <laughs> yeah, it's when, you know, you go method. Um, yeah. Yeah, if we named episodes based on quotes from the episodes, that would 100% <laughs> be this episode's name. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, if you guys ever change format, um, <laughs> that could be this could be in the subtitle or whatever. Totally, that's the episode description, just a quote. <laughs> yeah, be like you, you gotta be there. <laughs> you gotta be there. Okay, <laughs> yeah, um, so 
Yeah, going back to the story. So 2014, yeah. worst breakup ever, Diana Ross. Uh, so technically, like, things are going great career-wise, but, like, my personal life, I'm really sad and depressed. I get on an app. Um, I, I match with this guy. And then, like, we didn't, he didn't answer for a long time. Like, we'd been, like, messaging whatever, like, what you do when you just, like, write poetry to each other, like, pin pals, like, forever. So we were just, like, talking to each other. And then, um, and, and he was, like, you can see like locations, right? Like you can see they're like 10 miles away, five miles away. And, um, and then uh, one day he like comes back. He's like, Hey, I'm, I'm back on the app. And I was like, Oh, and he's like, I lost my phone. And I'll just, and I look at his phone and I, I look at his distance and it says that he is 3000 miles away, like over 3000 miles away. I was like, where are you? And he's like, Oh, I live in London. I was just there for a few weeks working. And I was like, Oh, well, <laughs> you know, great. And he's like, but I will, I was like, well, I work a lot. And I was like, it's probably not going to work. He's like, I will come there and take you on a date. Like I will fly there if you just say yes. So I was like, well, I have two shows tomorrow. This is like the day before. I was like, I have two shows tomorrow. So I only like, I mean, I have some time in between shows, but then I don't like to do anything after shows because I'm just really tired. And I'm like, maybe we can meet after, but like, if you flew in, it's not my fault. And so he came, he flew in, came to the matinee came to the stage door with roses and like that was the first time I met him and we ended up dating for like a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's but, a like, great we met stage door. At the stage door, which was crazy. And he was French That's and so like, cute. yeah, he's lovely, but you know, not the one. You like exit the <laughs> stage door and then like line everyone up like, all right, which one, which one? Oh no, he made it pretty obvious. <laughs> 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 and he was like, oh. Uh, so you, you, you are, you're like, you did that on the stage. Like, he's like, I've never even seen a Broadway show. And I was like, oh boy. (laughs) 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 You're about to get yourself into a really weird world. And um, and he was down. He was great. Wait, which show was that? That was, that was Motown. That was 24. Oh, that was Motown. Sorry. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. We talked about the Ross forever and I still, (laughs) cool. Um, um, but on that note, let's, uh, let's play a game. Yeah. yeah. You know, Brian and I had the same thing on the mind while we were planning our game and intro because I made a game called Leap of Faith. Cool. <laughs> um, I have my scenery bag full of Lights of Broadway show cards with me. And so I have two choices. We can play as individuals or as a group. Do you guys care? Mom, what a- I don't know what. How does this work? I'm so we we don't know. Okay, she gives us a new game every episode. You guys know something? Okay, okay, got it. No, no. Um, So basically, you'll do when it is your turn. You'll take a leap of faith into the scenery bag, and I'll pull out a show card for you. For example, okay, Karen Olivo. Oh, okay. Take that as a suggestion to create a new show for whoever you pull out of the bag. There are creatives and. Oh, fun. Okay. And you will read the name for me because yes. that is not able to be seen. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and then you'll create a show for you. And then it's a choose your own adventure a little bit. Once you feel like your show's kind of settled, we'll pick one more show card. Okay. And then you have to complete your show with that person. And then pick the number one through four. And I have your fate right here. Of how that cool. show goes for you. Oh, okay. Of just me being bored on the subway. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Brian, would you like to go first? Sure. You're I'll go game. first. Okay. It's not really say what oh, wait, I so are we individuals or teams? Oh, yeah. Would you prefer to, like, do a team-building exercise in creating a play? Yeah, let's do teams. Uh, two teams. Okay, great. Great, because I started... Let's put it all together. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a leap of faith. And you get Julie Taymor is your prompt to begin oh, okay. creating something. Oh, and then I you mean, can pick as many other people if you want more like actors and stuff. Just tell me, and I'll pick you some more people. I, I mean, let's let's ask the group. I think I think we should get since she's probably on the creative team. Let's maybe pick somebody else out of there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you an actor? Yeah. Okay. Tim Curry. Okay. okay. <laughs> what a oh, pair. Interesting. I mean, the problem is like, you don't need a mask for Tim Curry. Yeah, that was like... Well, I, oh, go ahead. This is a little bit of like fantasy theater, but I want like, have you guys seen The Dark the Dark Crystal on um, Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The new, the new ones? Yeah, the yeah, new yeah. one? 
I would love a musical <laughs> version of that. And she could also in that world. She likes puppets and maskery. What is it called? <laughs> Masquer- masquerade. I mean, I technically, you got someone is screaming at this, like at their radio, going, "God, these idiots!" It's cold. You know, people wear masks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would see anyway. a dark crystal musical done by Julie Taymor with Tim Curry in it. Yeah. Yeah. Who would I'm, write I'm, it? Do you think? Who would write it? Um, what's his name? Beetlejuice. Um, <laughs> oh, we had on the show. Perfect. Eddie Perfect. Eddie Perfect. I like that. That'd be funny. Our last, our most, our, our, uh, it was our last live interview before all this. Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, that, can it be like a collaboration? Because I think, I think mm-hmm. with like Perfect's like pop vibe and like Lin-Manuel's hip hop vibe, and then those weird little puppets, it would just be hilarious and awkward. Oh, oh I would totally. I mean, that oh. sounds great. It also would be, the lyrics would just be so clever. Right. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. The whole show would just be like puns and clever. Like, and the set would be in wordplay. Yeah, absolutely. David Corns does the set, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, absolutely. I'm like really into this. Card? Wait, I'm like getting excited. I'm like, while Broadway is yeah. shut down, we should have a reading for this musical. <laughs> 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 I'm sure we could get some top-notch talent. I'm sure Tim Curry. <laughs> well, let's let's pick another one and see who our top-notch yeah. talent is. Yeah. yeah, let's see. Please be talent. Leia Salonga. Oh, oh, this is great. Oh. This is really coming together well. <laughs> uh, personally, I'm glad that you guys were okay with my dark crystal like takeover. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I think that that's perfect. Jim I mean, Henson all day, every day. Yes. It's unfortunately that people wouldn't be able to see Leia Salonga's face, but other than that, she'd sing it Listen, down. Oh <laughs> between, well, uh, between all the animated voices she's done, I, I, I can t- I can do it. Yeah, I, I think this I can. is. Perfect. Hit this us with great. another one, Kimberly. Yeah, Kimberly, give us one more to round it out. <laughs> one more? Okay. Right. Are we allowed to have that many? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> You're like, I'm making this up. <laughs> Celia Keenan-Bolger. Celia oh Keenan-Bolger? Are Wait. you kidding me? <laughs> I, we are getting 16 Tonys from this musical. <laughs> yeah, should we find out what our fate is? Sure. Yeah, what's our fate? Choose a number between one and four. You do it. Guest chooses. Oh, guest no. chooses. Oh no! I'm picking the fate. Okay, I am going to say mm, two. Two. Great. Oh God, no, Kimberly. I, okay, you guys can't see her face, but she was like, mm, sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you. I think this is the most fitting one. Uh oh. Okay. Critics fail to see the genius behind your act one finale, and you must rewrite a new one and get the show re-reviewed. Years later, a bootleg of the original number appears, and the show gains a deep cult following. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Holy crap. Holy crap. That is... I really can see that happening. And I, I don't know if you're playing this game with other people, but I really need to know the other fates. Like, I, you can send them to me separately if you must. But I'm Wait, no, curious. let's do another one. Let's do, do, another one. Let's do another one. Oh, yeah. Okay, right, let's do another one. another one. Ready? Okay. Your first prompt. Mm-hmm. Jerry Orbach. Okay. 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 I'm being a bad musical theater person. L- Lumiere. Um, Law and Order. Promises, promises. Um, got it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Okay. None of us right away. Yeah, excited. I think someone else right away. I think. Okay. Alex Timbers. Okay, so okay. it's an Alex Timbers show for Jerry Orbach. Yes. Um, it comes to Jerry Orbach. I now, think. Kevin, you go. I was just going to say, is this just a musical version of that? Uh, Tom Hanks movie where he just played Mr. Rogers. So is this like a Mr. Rogers like bio bio musical starring starring Jerry Orbach as Mr. Rogers? I do like that. We did an adaptation for our last musical, so I mean it's on brand. But do we want to diversify? (laughs) Yeah, we can write a new one. 
So I, maybe maybe this is a musical about an an uh, an older man who's on the run from the law, and it's about his trials and tribulations, and it's it's all about like um, you know his last shot. He's trying to live again by like kind of doing all of this. I don't know. I I that, no. I like I like the dark textures going on. What can we get another card? Yeah, absolutely. I hope it's another male actor. It is. It's Brian Stokes Mitchell. Oh, is it like? Is this like a thing where we're seeing like Jerry Orbach is the older character who's like trying to like restart his life, but like Brian Stokes Mitchell is playing like the younger character, so we've seen what he did wrong that set him on this path. Interesting. I see. So hear me out. We can we can brainstorm this. I see Stokes as the cop who's following him and like a Javert type thing where like I you have the adversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have the older cop who's like, this is like his, he's retiring like a Murtaugh type of thing. Um, or like he's retiring like soon. Catch me if you can kind of thing. Totally, <laughs> oh, like a hand yeah. ratty type mm-hmm. thing where he's obsessed with them. Maybe maybe they were younger, like like Lemay's through the years. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I see something like, um, and they're both at the end of their their kind of, respective careers and potentially lives and it's this kind of like face off for like youth or like what's next or something something about a morality musical or something like i don't know i'm just spitballing here i could be totally wrong no i like this i like this and as long as he sings something that's like impossible dream at the 11th (laughs) hour we're solid well he can just sing impossible (laughs) dream that's true we can just pop it in there but okay i want i think we need one more and i'm hoping for a female i'm hoping for um let's see who, <laughs> are you cheating uh it's just all male i mean this is good because i think david hyde pierce was probably like some sort of like i see i feel like he could have been like um some corporate guy that got jerry orbach in the trouble that he's in but he's like mm. still living his fantastic life on the side yeah. and jerry orbach is like i'm going to ruin you mm. oh yeah me like i'm gonna have all the things that i like you had that like i was the fall guy or something you know and maybe david hyde pierce is a character whatever his character's name is who we talk about the whole musical and he's only in like the last like like half hour or last 20 minute scene like william hurt in um a history of violence or something like that where he's only in the final sequence like I, I'm I'm I got goosebumps. I'm really yeah. digging this show. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm still I'm gonna still gun for a, a female card. Really? <laughs> Get some diversity in this casting crew situation. <laughs> Donna McKechnie. Oh, <laughs> this thing writes itself. <laughs> Wait, uh, we're all in agreement that there's like a she's like maybe the diner waitress and there's like a little love story there or something like that. Or oh, yeah. or is she someone from his past that re, re, that comes back? Or is she um or is she like or maybe, maybe she she's, plays every woman. She plays like every iteration of his love interest. Oh yeah. I love this. Oh yeah. Because she has the range. Mine is yeah. not give it to her. One is just a dance number. Right, of course. <laughs> she can oh also, here's another option. I like yours better, but I just want to throw this out there. Right. What if she's Brian Stokes Mitchell, like sassy partner or boss mm. um, on, the, on the police side? Or like your days I, are numbered, Jones. <laughs> no, I, no I, think, I think I like her playing all the females. I don't know. What do, but what she do you can think, also team? play that. She can also be the police chief. Love it. Yeah, I mean, she can just literally budget, be all the females in the show. Yeah, considering the budget for these uh, salaries is going to be extraordinary, we might as sure. well have people doing double duty. Yeah, there's yeah. no room for an ensemble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she, <laughs> but she, she, she wins. She, my guess, my guess is she wins the Tony mostly for the dance sequence we put in Act Two. Oh yeah, she gets the Fred Astaire and the Tony. And, yeah. and a Grammy. <laughs> yeah. And she wins yeah. a Grammy for the tap dancing. Uh, yeah. uh, the tap dancing. Emmy for her the tap dancing rach- waitress number, obviously. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. Like with yeah. like the coffee cups and spoons. And yeah. Being a woman and juggling it all. You know, like, <laughs> like I'm the only woman in this musical. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I love this. Wait, what's our musical called, everybody? Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. Uh-
Kevin, name our musical. Oh, it's called Second Shot. And the whole thing is like he like they don't know who fired the second time, but they think like the whole time we think he did. But it's also him trying to start over. So it's called Second Shot. You guys, Kevin, I just got goosebumps. That's not even a joke. Okay. Your Can you see numbers it? that remain. <laughs> okay, wait, we gotta find the fate. Okay. So choose numbers one, three, or four. Oh shoot. Okay. Uh you choose again, Crystal. Oh man. Okay, I'm a four. So four. like as my numerology. So I will go with four. <laughs> Does everyone like four? Yeah. Yes. Right. He's like, your last chance to choose another. <laughs> I like this one. I made them up. So okay, I know exactly. I know. Okay, let's see. All right. In lieu of playbills, the producers convince you to hand out 3D glasses that reveal the cast bios on the set piece next to the actor as they answer, as they enter. <laughs> this is a huge success until it becomes clear that the cast is in a prank war and they rewrite each other's bios each night, distracting the audience. Oh, they would totally it. do that. <laughs> that would be a group of heavy. people that would be like, Don yeah. McKechnie starred in Color Purple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a really intense scene and then just a bio pops up. Yeah, can exactly. We, can we hear the two fates that we didn't get? Yes. You can, please. okay. Fate number one, your lead actor breaks their pinky during a quick change and leaves the show to recuperate. Okay. Fate number happens. three, um, the director you've hired insists on using a live camel in one scene. Unfortunately, the entire cast is allergic, and the director insists on replacing them with the animatronics from Disney's Carousel of Progress. I mean, we are that close. Like, that's not even for me. That's actually really close to what is about to happen in 2022. <laughs> Wait, so let's the say that... presidents is on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say that Jerry Orbach broke his pinky. Can we pull out of the the bag to see who would replace him Ooh. oh if you got fate number one sure yeah why not who would replace him andre de shields yeah oh my god wait wait i take i take it back maybe maybe we recast this uh, yeah, yeah. Andre de shields. no it was one of those like fortuitous well, oh, well this just in jerry orbach is dead so i mean <laughs> no, it needs to be andre anyway Oh, fair, fair. Fun. Oh wow! Wait, I want to see all of these shows. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, seriously. So somebody write them because I I just don't have the mental. Yeah, story. mostly I would like. <laughs> Wait, Kimberly, what'd you say? Sorry. I just want a dance number with Andre DeShields and Donna McKechnie. Oh my god! Wait, we saw that. No, we didn't. Did we? I didn't see. I oh, did. Kevin and I saw Hank halftime at um paper mill they didn't do it together but they both danced in the same show so it counts oh okay <laughs> i did a workshop of that really oh did you play the daughter the the yeah the, the, right yeah and i was oh, really? available and i was like i loved it we loved that show i bet you were spectacular oh thanks <laughs> no one will ever know it was with no audience in a room of no one <laughs> uh, it was so great funny. and i was like that's where i got to like meet and get to know andre de shields and he oh, is I'm always jealous. an inspiration and like i love him so much cool i'll watch him do absolutely anything yeah um, i got his well, instagram the- if you guys have not followed him on instagram you hold yeah. please <laughs> well, <laughs> very important work to be done I mean, who are I mean who are your who are some of before we kind of end here um who are some of your kind of who did you look up to what what actors and actresses when you were growing up whether it be the movie musicals you watched or you know the cast albums you listened to kind of what who what individuals inspired you and kind of what struck you about that um I remember the first autobiography that I ever read was Dorothy Dandridge Mm. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but she wrote a book about her life. And, and I, I, I read the book because it was like after Halle Berry had played her in that HBO introducing Dorothy Dandridge. And I loved that HBO movie. Same, same. Yeah. It was just incredible. Everything about it was, to me was amazing and inspiring. And so like the combo of Halle Berry, of course, and then also just Dorothy Dandridge and being this like amazing, vivacious, beautiful black woman trying so hard to just be able to be seen for her talent and grace. Um, 
I, yeah, definitely her. I also really loved growing up. Um, my mom and I like watched a lot of old movies. So Audrey Hepburn, sure. you know, like, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite? I mean, uh, of course, Holly Golightly is great, but um, oh, her and Charade is awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just love how complex she was. Like, you know, she, she didn't make it easy. You know, like she did. She actually played really complex characters who were always going through so much, and she could just do. She was always doing a lot. You know, mm-hmm. she was always thinking and talking fast and moving around and doing this and, and like, and yeah. then like, and, and the way that she functioned in that way, the way that she kind of functioned in that, like what I thought was a very, like, I connected to, like, that was very the way that I function as a woman. Like I was like always talking and thinking and like doing a lot of things at one time. And I, I just, I just resonated with her also independence and independence minded. And she was always, they wrote her quick. And I just loved that about her, that she was always, you know, sizing the person up across from her you know Mm -hmm. or really in her feelings and like I don't care about you I'm dealing with this like I just always think of her like slumped over and like her little jazz shoes and she's about to go do a a jazz number like in that bar where she gets super drunk um you know like I just I just so much class and poise and um and she had just like an amazing big heart and 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 Josephine Baker, it was like the women who had like these crazy big families or did a lot of like, when I learned about the side philanthropic stuff that they did, mm-hmm. I was really moved and motivated by them. So like when I got to learn about Josephine Baker and all of her like rainbow kids and, you know, that went all kinds of different ways, but I was just like, that's what I want. I want to create a world where um, like I want to adopt at, at some point in my life. And I'm like, I would love to be able to do that. And also to be in the world of performing and arts and acting, but then also like, you know, have a a beautiful family life, have a beautiful like external life that, you know, you go and you do your work and you go out and you like live your life. And I think that those were some people, especially at the time when you could be like a private citizen as Mm -hmm. an artist, you know, the tabloids would do what they would do. But when you really could be like, you know, not just like a star or a, a name or whatever, um, and then, of course, like just everything that Audrey McDonald did, just watching her sure. constantly break barriers and play roles that were traditionally white and being like, oh, okay, so that's allowed, you know, and starting mm-hmm. to see that. Like she was the person that showed me that the character could be black. You know what I mean? Like that was the first time I really got to see that. Like it had always kind of had been before that, that it's like, well, we have to write the black version of this or the black whatever. And it was like, she's mm-hmm. like, oh, she's Marie Christine. And I'm like, what okay what and then I was a soprano so I was like oh I can you know like she just gave me so much hope you know um so yeah but I'm constantly in awe of people who continue I I feel like I collect new favorites all the time because I'm just constantly sure. in awe of people who are you know living their their biggest broadest life and not just focusing on one thing but they're doing just as many things as possible awesome yeah. well on that note that brings us to the end of our episode um thank you so much for joining us this was (laughs) this was so fun you're a delight thank you guys you're you can come back whenever you want and we don't say that to everybody (laughs) i'm sure you do (laughs) (laughs) no 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 um but uh seriously thank you so much for taking the time we really really appreciate it um we had a delightful time and um, we can't wait to potentially meet you in person on stage. That would be yeah. nice to, to do that. Yeah. Um, um, but you can, uh, and where, where can people follow you on social media? Yeah. Um, at Twitter and Instagram, I am at Crystal Joy Brown and you can find me and my website, uh, the KJB.com. And I'm also on like Broadway plus and cameo. If you guys want to like shout out. Cool. Fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. You, uh, we always end with a quote. Um, sure. Baby, baby, where did our love go? All, and all your promises of love forevermore. I've got this burning, burning, yearning feeling inside me. Oh, deep inside me. And it hurts so bad. Dana Ross and Supremes featured in Motown. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I and love what was, that. What was the line? We're almost like siblings. I'm your mother. Yeah. <laughs> We're almost like siblings. I'm your mother. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and you, they can also find you on Tracy uh, Ross Ellis's um, Instagram. Tracy uh, Ellis Ross. Don't mess sorry. up my family's name. <laughs> it was a test. It was a test. I was testing. Uh, yeah. Yes. You can find um, us there. 
Instagram live. You can find us uh, at Broad Wasted on all yeah. social media. You can find us, uh, join our Facebook group. We do some theater nerdy stuff there. Kevin runs that. Um, you, of course, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Broad Wasted, um, extra episodes, videos, stuff like that. And then, of course, um, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts like Spotify, Stitcher, as well as iTunes. A uh, big favor you can do us is rate and review us there. Five stars, Five stars please. please. And thank you. Um, but again, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. Um, but as we end every episode, we raise a glass. Boop, boop. And we, and, or we, a hydro flask, or a hydro flask, <laughs> <laughs> and we say, Zutuabam. Cheers! Cheers! Thank you so much. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.